Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. There's a lot happening these days. But I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters, without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the 7 most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about 7 minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm David Grasso, and you're listening to Follow the Prophet. So I've been doing this podcast for one year, and to celebrate our one-year anniversary, I have someone who started a company whose commercial is etched in my head. Better ingredients, better pizza, Papa John's. That's all I heard growing up. I was barraged with those ads. So here today on Follow the Prophet, I have someone who knows a lot about that company because he himself is known as Papa John. Of course, he's known by the U.S. government and by his friends as John Schnatter. How are you doing? I'm good, David. Thanks for having me. By the way, you said it wrong. It's better ingredients, better pizza, Papa John. That's how you say Uh, it. And uh, (laughs) A and B is happy birthday to you. Oh, well, thank you. I appreciate it. So I got the cadence wrong. So how did it get started? I understand that your dad had a tavern. And in the year I was born, I was born in 1984. You started what became, you know, a series of food companies that became Papa John's, right? Right. Um, it really started when I was 15, washing dishes at Rocky Sub Pub for Joe and John and Frank Fondrisi. They had a little Italian restaurant uh, down uh, next to the river down there across from Jeff Boat in Jeffersonville, Indiana, and had really, really good Italian food. And I was the dishwasher. 
I got hired at 2.35 an hour when I was 15. My parents signed a permit so I could go to work before I was 16. And um, I hated washing dishes. And right across from where we washed dishes is where they made pizzas. And I just couldn't wait to get out of the dishwashing uh, role and get into the pizza making. And they had a good write-up in the paper. They got real busy, blew the doors off. Frank Fondrisi went up front to see people, kind of was a host. And I got promoted from dishwashing to making pizzas and actually fell in love with making pizzas at uh, age 15. So tell me a little bit about, you know, your adventures in Papa John. I understand you're not at the company anymore, but before we get that, how did you build something into a, one of the most recognizable brands in America today? Oh, if we knew then what we know now, we shouldn't have been able to do what we did. You know what I mean? It was, we just, we had two fundamental beliefs. If you took care of your team members, your employees, made a good product and took care of our customers, you know, we'd be successful. And, you know, take care of your employees, put out a product you're passionate about. And that was the two pillars uh, from the get-go. And you were obsessed with the taste of pizza. And yeah. pizza is, of course, food service is super competitive, but pizza is among the most competitive sectors of food service. So what possessed you to go into the hardest of the hardest in food service? Um, it's all I knew. I made pizzas at Rocky Sub Pub. In high school, I made pizzas at Greek's Pizzeria in um, Muncie, Indiana to get through college. Um, and I just like making pizzas. Um, came up with the idea for Papa John's in 1982 as an undergraduate student at Ball State. Um, had the name, the logo, the recipes, the equipment, and um, hit it in a cardboard box, uh, put it in my closet back home in Jeffersonville, graduated from college. In 83, I had one more class to finish in 84 that I did at night back in the southern Indiana. And then we got the bar solvent, got it out of bankruptcy. And I thought, okay, we're selling $1 McBurgers, 50-cent game of pool, 50-cent beer. What if we did a $5 pizza? And so that was the genesis that started it all. So a lot of people are big pizza fans. So what makes a good pizza? And why did you make the pizza that we've all consumed at Papa John's the way it is today? I think the key to the, the, the pizza is really the ingredients. And, you know, the foundation is the pizza dough. And if you don't have good dough, uh, if you don't have a good dough recipe, um, then you're, you probably don't have a very good foundation. Um, then the pizza sauce, um, there's paste, and then there's fresh pack. Fresh pack's about twice as much money, but it's, in my opinion, four times the flavor. And then the cheese is important, but it's more of a conductor of flavor. Um, you can put cheddar or Munster uh, in your mozzarella and make the cheese flavor, but cheese is really the conductor for the uh, dough and the sauce and uh, the ingredients. And then, you know, we slice the green peppers and onions. Uh, we use really good, high-quality meats. And, um, you know... When you start out with good ingredients, that's the key, but you also have to put it together correctly. And you can start it, you can have good ingredients. And we, I can show you Papa John's pizza made with good ingredients not put together right, and one that's good ingredients and put together right, and it's night and day. So you really got to do both. So what was different when you started your business back in the day? Would you be able to do the same thing in today's world? I think we'd be successful. We'll talk more about entrepreneurship. And drive and passion, sacrifice, commitment, persistence. Um, but I started Papa John's in '84. That was Reaganomics. 
And um, Ronald Reagan was really pro-small business. And spirit, emotion, leadership, direction starts at the top. And I was fortunate to have a president who really wanted the economy to thrive on small business, of which I happened to be one. So I think I was lucky to found the company in 84. Um, it's much more regulation today. Um, it's less friendly to small business. Um, and that concerns me. Um, I think small business owners still can, still can be successful, but I think it's going to be a little harder and take a little longer. Was there anyone you admired when you got started in the fast food industry or someone you admire today? Um, I worked at Wendy's and I was friends with R. David Thomas. I always admired R. David. Colonel Sanders started selling chicken five miles down the road from where I'm at today. Um, Jim Patterson, uh, you know, he did Chi Chi's. He did Rally's hamburgers. He did Long John Silver's. Um, he was a big influence. And then I read a book um, by John Love, Behind the Arches. Uh, John Love did an in-depth uh, overview of how Ray Kroc and his team uh, pulled it off. And I'd say the way we engineered franchising was probably McDonald's and Ray Kroc. Um, the Fresh Pack Sauce was Rocky Sub Pub and Greeks. And the concept of franchising, that was just in our backyard with Jerry's, Long John Silver's, Chi-Chi's, Wendy's, Donato's, KFC, Texas Roadhouse, White Castle. All that's in this corridor between here and Columbus, Ohio. So um, I was kind of at the right place at the right time uh, with the right idea. Isn't that funny? I never realized that, that there's so much concentration of fast food restaurants in your region. Just Wendy's and KFC is right there down the street. What do you think it is? Do you think it's a good proxy for America? I hear Columbus, Ohio is the proxy for just general America. Do you think that also is the case in, in the part of Kentucky you're in and Indiana as well? Yeah, if you take that Columbus, Ohio, um, Lexington, Kentucky, Louisville down to Evansville, if you take that corridor, um, every concept that's been successful you know, in those three or four markets, those two or three demographics, has been able to go national. So I don't know what it is about the Columbus, Lexington, Louisville corridor, um, but I mean, we could go on. Again, Donato's, Bob Evans, you know, White Castle, uh, Texas Roadhouse, uh, Long John Silver's, Chi Chi's, KFC, um, Wendy's. I mean, it, it just goes on and on, uh, the amount of uh, success that franchise uh, operators have had in this corridor that have been able to take it, you know, worldwide and, and certainly countrywide. Yeah. What do you think about fast casual, John? Because that's something we've seen recently in years, you know, Chipotle, et cetera. What, what's your take on that? Well, Chipotle, you certainly can't argue with their, their success, their stock price. Um, the like Blaze Pizza, I think it's very good. I think it's a very good product, but it doesn't travel well. So my only drawback to fast casual would be, let's make sure it travels. Let's make sure you can deliver it because right now the game is being at home. Home is the game. So let's just, you know, let's just, you know, uh, I was going through Wendy's last week. I went up to the door to walk in. It's locked. They were lined around the block through the drive-thru. So I never thought Wendy's would spend, you know, $2 million on bricks and sticks and dirt and then build an in a dining room with a you know soda fountain and a bar and all that a salad bar you know condiment bar 
and yet shut it down and just do the drive-thru. Starbucks, you know, if you go in, they're, they're kind of empty these days, but the drive-thru's packed. So I think you, the car and the home is where you want to be. And if you have a fast casual concept that can do that or can compete in this kind of environment, I'm all for it. Usually fast casual food's a little better. Yeah, well, I guess rallies and checkers was ahead of the game, right? They don't really have a, a place to sit, just those patio tables outside. Yeah, we'll talk about uh, rallies and checkers. Um, that's a simple deal. <clears throat> You've got twice as many drive throughs so you're twice as fast. That's your point of positioning. So if I was to run that business, you were talking about our point of differentiation is quality. We're America's largest independent pizzeria, period, end of conversation. Better ingredients, better pizza is a quality positioning. So everything we did, we positioned or uh, communicated around that strategic position. Rallies, all you got to do is make a really good hamburger with good ingredients, good fries, simple menu, and you're twice as fast because you got twice as many drive throughs it's, it's simply a fact. That's their point of differentiation. So whether it's NASCAR or a dragster, anything, Red Bull, anything that's fast is rallies and checkers. Now, they lost that with the big Buford. They did all this other thing. They obfuscated off their positioning, which was speed, like Domino's, speed into other uh, venues. And they kind of sold that brand, I think, at 7 800 stores. So tell me about, you know, you were the face of Papa John. So uh, it's kind of like Colonel Sanders, right? Where he was like the face of a movement. So that's pretty unusual in fast food. I think about Steve Ells who started Chipotle. You know, he had a lot of the same passion you did, you know, for better ingredients and all that. But you were the face. Tell me what that was like. Do people recognize you when you when you, when you you go out in public? Because I saw a lot of commercials growing up. I was the right demographic, John. I'm 37 years old. So in the early 90s, I saw a lot of Papa John's commercials. Yeah, Jack Trout recommended we uh, become the face of the brand at the turn of the century. So we tagged it with better ingredients, better pizza. I actually had a coat and tie on because, you know, we were taking ourselves too seriously. Um, but um, Jordan Zimmerman really is the one that put um, Papa's in the house in 2009, 2008 on the map. And I remember him coming up with the, the concept of, John, you got to get out of suit and tie. Uh, you gotta, you know, you need to wear jeans, untuck your shirt, wear boots, so people think you're a real person. Back then, they thought I was an actor, a stand-in. They didn't really think I was Papa John. So that was all Jordan Zimmerman and uh, Papa's in the house. But I remember the day he came uh, to headquarters with that concept, those storyboards, and I thought, okay, A, this is going to sell a lot of pizza, and B, it's going to change my life. You know, because you understand. Uh, Papa John's delivery person goes into somebody's house. You know, you got a mother with kids, so you're entering their domain. So you have to have a better product. You have to have better ingredients. You have to, you know, you have to make sure your restaurants not only are better with ingredients, but better with the staff, better with cleanliness, better with image, better with anything. So I immediately knew that I thought it would work, but that you, know, you put yourself in the crosshairs with regards to uh, PR. Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. 
They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Glasses in session. Find Try This from The Washington Post wherever you listen. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. question how are you skinny you're really fit and you're a fast food entrepreneur how do you pull that off we we've been very religious about our workouts uh store number two was clarksville there was a gym behind the clarksville store and even when we were broke at three o'clock i said you know i'm going to the gym for an hour and a half you guys can't hold this together for an hour and a half i'm not much of a leader but we are religious about workouts and we just don't miss uh my high school baseball coach and I, uh, we lift weights a couple times a week. Um, we've been working out uh, for 45 years. We, in 45 years, haven't missed 10 workouts. Snow, gas, rain, wrecks. So, you know, uh, consistency is really the key to fitness. And if, you know, if you exercise, make some attempt at the diet. Um, I eat a lot of pizza, always have, but I don't eat four, five, six slices. You know, you eat one or two slices and you enjoy it, but you know that, you know, every slice has got 350 calories. And if you eat a whole pizza, you know, you're looking at, you know, six slices, 2,000 calories, you've pretty well done your whole meal for the whole day. But I'd say fitness is a state of mind. Um, you know, I'm big on making sure you have the right water and vitamins. I think you got to get a good night's sleep. And I think you got to be consistent with your workouts. 
but I love working out. Once once I get that workout in, I feel like I own the day. So you're a morning workout guy these days, I guess? I like getting it done in the morning. We usually ride mountain bikes at, you know, 6.37 in the morning. Um, and it's nice when you've, when you've got that, you know, hour and a half, two hour ride in, um, by, you know, 8.30 or 9 o'clock, you feel like you own the day. Um, with that being said, this morning Louisville was in the 20s. So you don't want to get on a mountain bike when it's 29 <laughs> degrees. Uh, that's why you got to go to Florida. But, um, I, I like working out at lunch. I like um, work. I like riding the bike in the afternoon. Um, but the main thing is just get it in, you know, get it done, get it over with and, um, you know, go on about your day. So you seem disciplined in your physical pursuits. Tell me about your entrepreneurial pursuits. Obviously, Papa John's is your biggest, you know, claim fame. But what what's your lifestyle like? What is the lifestyle of an entrepreneur like you like? Well, um, an entrepreneur, you got to be all in. And that's one of my issues with the present administration and its policies. Um, nothing political, but um, you overregulate the small business and do silly things like you cut off the Keystone Pipeline, which is 4% of production. Um, you create an artificial labor shortage because you pay people not to work. Um, you make a very arduous, difficult task of running a small business even harder. So... I think the two things I would would really suggest is you have to be persistent and you know make sacrifice, and you really got to be passionate about it. If you love it and you want it and you're good at it, you're you're probably going to be successful sooner or later. Whether you're a dentist, an architect, a pizza maker, you know, an engineer, if you are really good at it and you really love it, sooner or later you can break through because you just simply outwork the other guy. You know, it's like a, you know, it's like a drippy faucet. You just wear them out. And we just outworked them, outhustled <laughs> them. We weren't that much smarter than they were. And, um, you know, finally, we, we just we just finally won with a better pizza. Yeah, which is very interesting because the times sure have changed. You know, not only is politics differently, but norms are differently. Would you still be at Papa John's today if you hadn't had this big PR blow up that happened? Um, I hope not. Um Again, we had a succession plan in place. We hit store 5,000. We took the stock from 680 a share to 89 bucks. And we had a good run. And again, you know, how much money do you need? You know, how much more do you have to prove? So I was ready to step down and um, kind of enjoy, you know, the fruits of my labor. Um, spend more time with uh, the family. Uh, get some more workouts in. And not be like, I mean, again, when you're running 5,000 stores and you have 100,000 employees, you're full on 24-7. Even if you're only working 16, 18 hours a day, you're still thinking about it when you're sleeping because you have to to be competitive. So I was ready to step down. Uh, I told the board, I said, listen, I'm going to go lay on a beach and take it easy. Um, you know, you're gonna, <laughs> you guys nice. are going to have to find somebody else to run it better than I can. And I guess, so, you know, I don't want to dwell on this on the interview, but what exactly happened that precipitated your exit? Well, the money does strange things to people. And the company was making $200 million a year in EBITDA, $200 million. And you're Papa John, you're getting all this attention, you're getting all this notoriety, uh, you have all this influence, you have all this power. And I think that does strange things to people. And we had a board of director, Mark Shapiro, and a CEO, Steve Ritchie, and Shapiro got in Richie's ear and said, hey, we can run this better than John. 
let's just kick him out. Well, they couldn't find any way to kick me out, so they fabricated uh, this race thing. And they basically paid an agency, laundry service, who was supposed to be there to help enhance and embellish and make the image better, actually went below uh, the surface and set me up and sabotaged it, took a false narrative to Forbes, reversed what I said. Forbes didn't do their fact-checking. They printed it. The rest of the media piled on and blew it up. So it was just simple greed, arrogance, jealousy, um, you know, envy, uh, all the traits that are negative with us human beings. And um, they used a false narrative to steal the company uh, because they wanted that 200 million a year and they wanted to be Papa John. So I guess after after that uh, whole scandal, you, you gave money to a historically black college. You came out and spoke on the record. You released the yeah, recording yeah. I saw uh, earlier this year. How did you feel about, because this is something fairly new, or I guess people would argue with me, this whole idea of cancel culture. What's your take? Very dangerous, very destructive. Um, you can take a 34-year career, which if you count um, Rocky Subhub, was probably more like a 43-year career, and one mishap, or in this case, one uh, falsehood can really do a lot of damage. Uh, fortunately, I have the truth on my side, I have the facts, and I have a tape that says they set me up. I mean, they're, they're guilty as charged. So, and also have the resources financially to set the record straight. So, um, I think the record's pretty well straight. People um, that look at this kind of shake their head in disbelief that a board of directors of a public company and its CEO could do something this outrageous. Um, but at the end of the day, um, I tried to save the employees. They, they, let, they, they hurt my employees. Um, and I tried to help the community. They left Louisville, Kentucky, my hometown. Uh, I worry about the suppliers, but that's kind of out of my hands. So the only la last resort I had was to make sure the franchisees are okay. And whether it's COVID or luck, whatever, everything that's happened with trapping people at home and paying people not to work, us being at home with money, has helped us at Papa John's. And the franchisees right now are doing quite well. So let's just hope that that continues. Yeah, I saw that. The second they took over, they moved the headquarters to Atlanta, Georgia. And you're a very local guy. You're involved in many you know, causes in your hometown. How did you feel about that? Well, it was that? terrible. I mean, there's 400 families in Louisville that lost their job. They lost their livelihood. They got left behind. I think it's a terrible thing to do. And that's just how ruthless this board of directors is. They basically use race. They use the um, black community. Uh, you know, Shaquille O'Neal is just a, a pawn and in in a, a tool for the Papa John's to hide behind the race card by doing something that was actually racist. I mean, when you use a black man to cover up the fact that you stole another man's company uh, on a false narrative, that's about as racist as you get. But um, like you said, we stadiums, arenas, zoos, uh, kid center scholarships, four universities. We were heavily involved in this community. And to watch my company that I founded just pick up and um, leave Louisville, Kentucky, you know, um, you know, cold handed uh, broke my heart. Um, but there was nothing I could do about it. But that just gives you an idea how ruthless this board of directors are that, you know, People um, are objects of self-gain. You know, uh, 
human beings are not important. And that is foreign to me because, again, we weren't in the pizza business. We were in the people business. And I felt as long as we took care of our people, we'd sell all the pizza in the world. This company now today is a whole different outlet that they're just employees that are dispensable, uh, dispensable, and they're just objects of self-gain. I, that scares me. I'm a, I'm a shareholder of Papa John's. I bought shares in the last 100 days, and it's done quite well for me over the years. But the first two or three things that they did when I left was they threw our culture away, which our culture was based on fundamental principles of collaborative alliance and integrity and mutual respect and kindness and win-wins. They threw that. That's the first thing they did is take the principles uh, that we founded the company and built the company out the door. Second thing they did, they took out the measuring system, the matrix for quality. Um, and if you don't measure it, they're not going to do it. And thus, today, uh, our consistency is probably as bad as it's been in, you know, 20 years. Uh, and the third thing is they uh, didn't really want to take care of the people the way I did. We had some 25 or 30 million a year in bonuses to the employees. Uh, that was the first thing they got rid of was bonuses to the employees because I wanted the employees to feel like owners. So you, you got a company now without a rudder. It's really lost its way with its quality because it's inconsistent. Um, they don't value people the way we did in the old days. And, you know, it's it's not principle-based. And if you don't have principles, you, you don't have anything. So how long can you do this, behave like this? I think for financial institutions and private equity, I don't think they care. I think they get in, they prop it up with short-term gimmicks or earnings, and then, you know, when it crashes, they leave other people holding the bag. So we shall see. But the main thing is the franchisees right now are healthy. They're doing well. And despite all the things that corporate's doing, I hope that continues to be the way things are. But this is happening all over the economy, right? We see that this the small business is kind of going the way of the Jodo bird and the idea that bigger is better is everywhere. Food service, pharmacies, airlines, you name it, it seems to be going everywhere. And it seems like a lot of companies like Papa John's that you're suggesting that had a culture, that had a founder, that had an ethos, that had you know brand guidelines are all being sacrificed at the altar of short-term profit, profitability, quite frankly. Well, what that does, that leaves the door open for my next venture or for the next John Schotter that comes along that really wants to take care of people and wants to make a good product. Uh, because to your point, the product uh, in service in image aspect is really deteriorated because that's not the focus. The focus is on short-term profits. Um, but the pendulum has swed, swung that far. The pendulum will swing back this far. And when that comes, that's when you have to be uh, ready uh, emotionally, physically, intellectually. You have to have plenty of dry powder, and you got to be ready to pounce. Chick Fil A right now is it? Chick Fil A yeah, is in the best possible position of all of them. It's private. Um, they're very spiritual. Uh, they love their employees. Uh, their managers get half the bonus. I mean, our managers getting twenty twenty five percent. They got fifty. Um, uh, Dan, Kathy, and Bubba, and that team down in Atlanta, they got it together. Yeah, what is it about Chick Fil A when you go to Chick Fil A, right? It, you feel like service is quick, and it's not the quickest place, by the way. It's it's actually slower than McDonald's and whatnot. But for some reason, you get a feeling that you feel kind of good. People are smiling. People are friendly. The food is fairly good. Like, I guess what I'm trying to suggest, John, is that culture matters in the end. I think it does, especially in the service industry like, um, you know, the restaurants. 
I mean, I think they got it together with the product and service. I mean, granted, they're lying all the way around the building, but they get you through quick. Um, that, that solves for a couple yeah. problems. Everything's always fresh and hot because they're moving so quick. I think Dan, Kathy, and um, the Kathy family operate at an extremely high level when it comes to personal integrity. I think that's a huge asset. I mean, they they just have nothing but goodwill and good heart towards their fellow man. They really love uh, humanity, and they, they 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 love their faith, and they walk the talk. And then. They're very spiritual people. They function at a very high level on an emotional, spiritual level. Um, we're talking down here about stock options, and they're talking up here about a higher power and doing the right thing. And I think that's going to give them a tremendous advantage uh, moving forward. I think they're going to be, I mean, what's the average KFC do a million two and Chick-fil-A does five million? I mean, they're both selling chicken. They both have the same real estate. What's the difference? I think it's a little bit of difference on the quality and the service. Um, I think there's a lot of difference on the image. I think there's a tremendous amount of difference on the quality of the employees. And then I think they operate from universal principles of fairness, trustworthiness, mutual respect, kindness, and love. I think that's a huge advantage. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at legalshield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. 
Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. So one of the things that's been interesting about the fastest growing uh, fast food chains are that they're not really franchisable. I mean, Chick-fil-A has sort of a franchise model, but Chipotle doesn't. Starbucks doesn't. And what I see is a, a lot fewer options for franchisees than there used to be, especially in fast growing areas. I had the founder of Dunkin' Donuts on here on my podcast when I first started almost a year ago. And he was saying it has a lot to do with those companies want to keep it internally because it's so profitable per store. What do you see the landscape like? Is there, Do franchisees still get a fair shake at joining a network or a brand that is Absolutely. I think to answer your question, because you answered your own question, is that um, the reason Starbucks and Chick-fil-A and Chipotle don't franchise is because they're making so much money. But if you have um, something you're passionate about, Long John Silver's Fish, Chick-fil-A Chicken, Papa John's Pizza, whatever, and you're a leader in your category. Now, you may be a leader like Domino's Speed, Little Caesars is Price, Pizza is Friday, Papa John's is Quality, but as long as you're a leader... And you have a unit economic model that works. If you got those three circles, um, good to great, um, the Tom Collins, um, you, you've got something that's franchisable. Uh, I don't think Chick-fil-A and Starbucks or Chipotle have a problem selling franchises. I think they don't sell them because they don't need to. Um, the reason we franchise Papa John's, we had the capital, we had the expertise, we had the institutional knowledge, we just didn't have the manpower the management ability to run 5,000 stores. We could run 600, but you know our limiting, limited and limiting uh, aspect of growth was um, you know, management. So if you could go, if you right now were 40 years younger, what would you do? What would be the venture you start? I would do a whole lot different than what I did. Because- Really, you would do it all over again? Oh, you would do I mean, the started. hand I get to play today, I mean, and to have, you know, yeah. to have to do it over again. I mean, the sacrifice and the persistence and the ups and downs, they were great. And I loved them. And I even loved, you know, we made a lot of mistakes, probably did a lot of things we wish we hadn't done, but that's what you have to do to learn. So, you know, you, I turned 60 next month, hopefully you know, when I'm 65, I'll be a better man than I am today. And hopefully today I'm a better man than I was, you know, 5, 10, 15, 20 years ago. But the thought of doing this all over again, I mean, we were so blessed and so lucky um, to be at the right place at the right time to be able to pull this off, to get through that window of opportunity, whether it's Reaganomics, whether it's the fact that Domino's and Pizza and Little Caesars didn't, they didn't even take notice of me. Ah, he's just a guy from Little Kentucky. He's just a small town. He'll never make it. And they let me get through that window of opportunity to store 2,000. So I got scale. Once we got scale, then the game was, game was over. We were going to get to three, four, five thousand stores. But I don't have any regrets. Uh, as I sit here today, um, you know, could I have done some things different or better? Yeah, but I could have done a lot of things a lot worse and not as good. So I'll take, I'll take, you know, some people, Bill Gates, you know. He's got four aces. Warren Buffett, he's got a royal flush. You know, some people get three twos. You know, I don't know if I got four jacks or three queens in a full house. I don't know, but I've got a good hand of cards, and we played her for all they were worth. 
we ran a good race. We run our race. And um, now the world's kind of my oyster, like a Papa John's. I don't want to be an employee. I don't want to be a Rob Lynch or a Shaquille O'Neal. Let, let them wake up and film for three days. Let Rob Lynch wake up and deal with uh, this labor shortage and this um, supply chain issue and all this political, you know, partisan and division in the country. I don't want to be a board of directors uh, because it's the liability. I mean, just it's just not worth, you know, a couple hundred thousand a year to have that kind of exposure. And last but not least, you can be a shareholder. Well, I like being a shareholder. Let somebody else come up and do wake up every day and work their tail off and do what I did for 34 years and make me richer. You know, I like that. So um, shareholder, um, board of director, employee, right now, I just want to be a, a shareholder. And then, again, if something comes along, um, you know, then, then maybe take a look at it. But it's got to match the four things in my soul, which is it's got to be in my soul. It's got to be in my being. It's got to feel my heart. Two is it's got a better humanity. Yeah, I don't want to. I started in the bar business. Um, pizza, I love pizza, but it is it's a lot of calories. Um, I want to do something that actually makes people happier and healthier, and um, yeah, more spiritual. Three, it has to be scalable. I like big stuff. I look at something and go, well, where you know, not what it is, what it could be. And fourth is it has to be sustainable. I don't want to be feeding something every month, you know, out of the kitty. I want something that's self-supporting. So when something comes along that meets those five, four criteria, and I'll take a hard look at it, and I'll jump back in the game uh, in the interim with these ridiculous PEs and a shortage of really good companies, you're better off just, you know, get on a horse that's successful, that's established, that's a good business, that maybe pay some dividends, and just ride that and let somebody else do all the heavy lifting. Yeah, I want to take a moment to talk about that because I know we don't want to talk about politics, but politics and economics are kind of, you know, <laughs> tethered together. And really where politics meets economics, we know, sadly, politics wins. So what do you think about the current world we live in today? You know, higher than normal inflation, labor shortages, high regulation, big business, squashing small business. You know, we can go on and on about all the troubles that we have in this country today, economically, no matter what your partisan affiliation is. Well, I'm an optimist. You know, I love people. I love humanity. Um, I get pretty upset when I see some of the things going on, the division of the, the country. You know, as Lincoln said, you know, a house divided cannot stand. Uh, I think we need to come together. Um, again, maybe I'm over-optimistic, but I think there's a ground swelling for people to say, okay, enough's enough. Let's get off the hamster wheel. Let's start, stop stepping on each other. Uh, let's pull together uh, as humanity um, and see if we can't make everybody's lives better together. And I think it starts with, you know, your health, your fitness, your friends, your family, your interpersonal relationships. I think, you know, I think business is fantastic for making people's lives better and making, you know, people's standard of living go up. But I think clean business is good business. I think it's got to be done with, um, with integrity and mutual respect and regard for what's in everybody's best interest. So I'm, I'm positive on the human race. Uh, I don't like a lot of things I see. Um, and I, I really don't like the hypocrisy of Main Street media. Um, 
you know, Democrat or Republican at an electorate level, they're, they're all good people. They just want to get up, make a living, make their lives better, make their family lives better. And they're just trying to do what's right and, you know, for them. They're not trying to hurt anybody. It's not like that. Now, the problem you got is the progressive left elite, they will scorch the earth for power and control. And you saw what happened last night in the election. Um, the pendulum is swinging. And I think that the elite progressive left, the people that are really kind of pulling the strings, because Biden's really not running the show. You know, there's, there's other folks, Soros and Gates, um, that are really doing things behind the scenes. He's just the puppet. And he's kind of a hard puppet to manage because he's pretty clumsy. Um, I, the, the things they'll do with total disregard for humanity, now that concerns me. And so that begs the question is, why are they doing it? You know, all you have to do is look, we'll just pick on, we go to Venezuela, look what that economy did, look at Cuba. But you could go to Chile, 30s and 40s, crashed with socialism. Then free markets came in, they went up, 50s, then they crashed it again. Then it went up, now they're trying to crash. I mean, so when you, regardless of your politics, if you had bad policy, if Reagan was doing some of the policies today, back in 84, i.e. printing money, spending trillions like money grows on trees, um, no borders, leaving $85 billion worth of assets to the Afghanistan. If he was doing all and making a labor shortage, artificial labor for, shortage because he paid people to stay at home. If Reagan, went, that was his policies, regardless of his party, I still would have been against that. So um, these policies happen, you know, they quickly. It's been 10 months and you look at where we're at. You look at the devaluation of the dollar and what these deficits have done to the purchasing power of the average family, it's, it's scary. And, it, it, and, and I, the two things I try to leave um, the viewers with when I do interviews is one is if they spend trillions, if they print money like it's you know, going out of style, it's a hidden tax on you, the middle class, for the rest of your life. It devalues the dollar. The second thing we're getting to watch in real time is you play with free market dynamics. Free markets work. And in this case, we artificially um, <clears throat> uh, intruded on free market labor. We pay people to stay at home and not work. Look at the consequences. Shelves are empty. It's got 100 ships that can't get unloaded. Uh, the quality of goods and services. You go. I went to Starbucks last week. Um, it was 35 minutes to get a cup of coffee. Not 35 minutes. So when socialism and fascism give you empty shells and give you a deterioration in the product and service, and that's what we're experiencing. The answer, get rid of all these regulations, get arms around our national budget, and let free markets and entrepreneurs do what they do, which there's not a large company that didn't start out as a small company, usually one or two people's idea. Let the innovation, the new ideas, the tinkering, the trial and error, let the entrepreneur do what they do. They'll figure out a better way. They'll figure out a better mousetrap. They'll make things more productive, more efficient. They'll enhance technology. They'll enhance experience. And they'll make the whole society better. That's what free markets do. That sounds very convincing, but doesn't seem to be a popular opinion these days. People like control. Politicians like control. We, you know, we have a, a divided country where no one really speaks up for free market economics, not even on the right. 
you know, we have a situation where, you know, we don't have a lot of confidence in free markets, even though they have created modern America and our way of life. It seems like there's a disconnect there in understanding between the public and these ideas, which they're not really ideas, John, they're every day. I mean, you're speaking my language. I think it's it's really interesting that regardless of your politics, it's really important to remember that the entrepreneur, the inventor, and all of that have the solutions, not the government. I don't know. I think if you look at last night, I think you just saw a giant swing of the pendulum coming back to less government, less regulation. Um, not all this oversee where you got the IRS snooping down, you know, your checking account for 500 bucks. Um, you got, you know, big brother watching over your shoulder. I think that the, um, the social, I don't want to throw the democratic party in there cause I don't want to make it polit uh, political, but the far left got a, got a taste that you try to take this country too far over here where money does grow on trees and arithmetic's an opinion and you don't have to work. Because you're, you're entitled <laughs> because somebody else has it. So you sit at home and work while other people work while you sit at home. I mean, it's a losing proposition. But the arithmetic is an opinion. Yeah, I'm I'm an opinion. That That's my favorite quote of the whole of the whole interview. But, <laughs> well, John, where do we where do we follow you? I know you're on TikTok. I've seen that you uh, made an effort to, you know, uh, Weigh in on on the social media networks. Where it's only on Instagram and TikTok. The Papa John Snotter. Um, we have a lot of fun with it. Uh, can we keep it light? Um, I think right now our society needs. I think we just need a lot of positive, you know, collaborative, kind thoughts towards each other. So we we try to keep it, uh, you know, very low key and very light. But we have fun with it, and I poke fun at myself, and the kids seem to like it. Um, when you were saying you were born in 84, I just said, well, wow, you just made me feel real old. But um, uh, social media is something I didn't grow up with. Uh, we didn't have computers. Remember, in 1995, we were still in a cigar box with, um, you know, tickets, yeah. deli tickets. So um, the computer thing is something we didn't understand. I didn't understand. And we really had to adapt uh, because, you know, it's kind of where it's headed with this. So, um we have a lot of fun on social media. I think there's between Instagram and TikTok, there's a little over 800,000 viewers. So um, not a lot of viewers, but enough that I can have a lot of fun to get a lot of feedback. Well, I'll be happy to follow you. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me today and all the best to you and your oh, family. God bless. Happy holidays, David. Thanks for having me. Well, that was a fun interview. You know, Someone like Papa John is someone who, you know, really creates the trends and has so much important insight into how to build a business, how to be successful, and ultimately how to be a disciplined person. So I want to thank him for his time. You know, Follow the Profit has been a really fun project of mine, and I've really enjoyed talking to everyone, especially food service people. The funny thing is that I don't consider myself a foodie, but throughout this podcast in the past year, I've learned a lot about the food service business. We've had the founder of Dunkin' Donuts. We've had the head chef of Blaze Pizza. We've, and now Papa John. So if you want to take a listen, go back to our library of fascinating interviews from these trend-setting entrepreneurs. I want to thank my team, Scott, Rob, Cheyenne, and everyone else at Bold TV who made this a reality. Of course, I'd like to thank our executive producers, Debbie Myers and Newt Gingrich. And uh, if you're liking this podcast, please leave us a review, give us five stars, or leave us a bad review. We always want to know what you're thinking about 
the podcast. I'm your host, David Grasso, if you haven't noticed by now. And of course, as always, Follow the Prophet is a production of Gingrich 360 and iHeartRadio. For more podcasts like this one, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Gingrich 360 Network. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought... In that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.